We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. Episode 100. And you see most people, they would care about episode 100, but me, Morgan, and the other guy on the other line, Austin, we don't give a fuck about episode 100. <laughs> we got four more episodes to go before we care because we're weird and different. And that will be our two-year mark. But still, hey, 100 episodes, 100 straight weeks of this bullshit, that's not too bad. How the fuck is it going, buddy? Yeah, it's uh, it's going pretty good. Number 100, we're officially above the Gretzky number. Uh, we did it, even though, like you said, you know, 100, eh, no big deal. You know, it's a way cooler number, 104. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, 104 it just sounds so much better than 100. Um, yeah, it's, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Uh, I recently, I think, last episode talked about I was going to go visit the island. Uh, that was wonderful. Got to see some family, uh, some young ones, some new ones in the family, new babies and new puppy and all kinds of good stuff. No, it was... Uh, it's a good time. How about you? What are you? What have you been up to? How you? How you? Uh, I'm stoned. How you been doing? I have been doing quite well. Um, it's been very warm here in the Saskatchewan part of the world, um, and I don't like it. I miss winter. <laughs> that is a controversy state statement. Yes, most people don't agree with me. Like 99.9% of people. But I would rather deal with minus 30 than plus 30 any day of the week. Um, but anywho, we just went through a flash flood in Saskatoon. So that was fun. Okay. Basically, um, anyone that's around Saskatoon area or from Saskatoon that's listening to this, the Idleweld Freeway was more or less shut down in that little 70-kilometer-hour little spot there. Oh, jeez. The 8th Street exit there as well. So I guess that whole stretch, because there's just massive puddles. So that was entertaining. Hopefully the city figures that out. But more personally, because I don't really care what the city's doing is that <laughs> where we were recording Monday. So yesterday, Sunday, we or not. We, I had a barbecue thing at my brother's place for slash. Well, happy father's day, late father's day to all the fathers out there. That's listening. Also, It was my niece's birthday. So we did all that and she got presents and I had smoked pork ribs with Caesar salad and other veggies and 
there was pierogies. I don't have any pierogies. I'm not the hugest pierogi fan. What? Um, yeah. I had to- the best. What are you talking about? Shut up. I'm talking. I had chocolate and vanilla cake, two different kinds of cake because two different people. So my brother decided to get a cake um, for Father's Day. And the cake was actually cool because it had um, these sparkler, well, not sparkler candles, but it was like firecrackers on top of the cake, basically. Um, just without the explosion or any high-pitched noise, there's big, intense flame and all that stuff. So that was kind of cool, a little different than just your regular candles. Okay. Other than that, played slow pitch. Going to play some dodgeball in about an hour or two after recording. And I kind of just really don't want to talk about myself anymore. And I really want to get sports because I feel like that's slightly more interesting than our lives. Unless we do something interesting, which we don't usually do. So... <laughs> Unless if you have anything that you forgot, do you want to talk some good old NHL? I don't think you do. I'd be surprised if you want to. Well, prepare to be surprised because... Despite everything, hockey's still my favorite. Um, yeah, so <laughs> this this series has been quite the series. Uh, I don't think anybody necessarily expected uh, such a dominant game two for Colorado, for sure. Even game one, like, went to OT, I believe, but Colorado seemed pretty in control. And then game two, they just they just dominated. I was watching that game, and it just over and over, like they scored again. They scored again. Like Tampa, I think I believe Tampa had sixteen shots in game two, which is which is just unacceptable. Like that's brutal. Um, so this is. I'm going to cut you off real quick. This is yeah. the second time that I'm determined that NHL players listen to our podcast because earlier in the playoffs, we're talking about the Flames, and then they ended up doing a lot better. So I was convinced that someone from the Flames, and now I'm convinced that someone from Colorado is listening because last episode we were talking about how good Andrew Veleski uh, the goalie for Tampa Bay is. Oh, Vasilevsky, yeah. And giving him all these high hopes and all this stuff. And then whatever Colorado player is listening, I appreciate you listening because you guys were like, hold up. We can outscore his save potential if that makes any sense it doesn't but it does um, so we yeah. got some famous fans is basically what i'm saying 
Well, and first of all, I would just like to say whoever is on the Avalanche and listening or whoever's on the Flames and listening, could you please just like tweet about it or Instagram about it? That would be super cool. Um, yeah, just want to say that. Uh, and also, I I think, because obviously we have our predictions for the Stanley Cup final, but if Tampa Bay doesn't win game three, then I think... It's over. It's they. They have to win Game Three. Um, I mean, I we saw the range. We saw the Rangers up to nothing, but we were talking a little bit um, on the weekend, like basically right after actually Colorado won Game Two, and you you did say that. Um, uh, Colorado aren't the Rangers. I mean, that's true. They aren't. But this is also Tampa Bay. I still have confidence that it's going to go to game seven, actually, to be completely honest. Well, and I mean, it still very much can, right? Um, But I think game three we're going to see a very different Tampa team uh, because they're going to be angry. They're going to be relentless. They're going to, they have to, they, they got to throw everything out there. They got to leave everything out there if they want to do this three times. And Tampa, really Bay will, Tampa Bay will win game three. That's my prediction right now. Cause it's, it's, it's interesting. There's the two sides, right? So it's Colorado. They have that hunger for the first one, right? Uh, at least this team, not the franchise, but um, get this. These all these players haven't won, and that hunger for that first one obviously is very important. But like, you got to wonder how much Tampa has left, even though they're thinking we could be legends. You know, it's it's is interesting, and like you said. Probably game three, Tampa Bay is going to win. But if Colorado can hold them off, then boom, it's over. Game over. We've just seen Tampa be a whole different beast when it's at home. And lots of teams usually are. So but Colorado all year has also been really good on the road. True. But, I mean, like we said... Multiple times, time will tell. So, time will tell. But I will say, um, as I mentioned a little earlier, we made predictions. We've made predictions about all the rounds of hockey this year. Yeah, I even put up my own personal money on this. Yes. And, well, I don't know if you were at home keeping on or uh, keeping keeping score because we weren't so I had to tally it up before the uh, podcast but I did that and um, well technically not technically I lost and <laughs> I lost not technically it just it is it is what it is I lost and I like how you have to throw in the technically in there and um it's just, it's really disappointing. You know, I am uh, supposed to be the NHL 
insider and turns out I'm the new insider. So what do you know? Well, I think that's just incorrect, but as the NHL insider for now and forever, it is definitely a hit. It's a hit to the, uh, the reputation, uh, Overall, the points, right? So we scored the points. Uh, you got a point if you guess the right winner or if you guess the winner of the series. And you guess a point if you guess the right amount of games in the series. And I had nine points. Congrats. Not bad, Not bad right? Not terrible. And, uh, and Morgan has 11. So... The thing about it is you might be thinking, well, you could get two points and you could technically tie. Now, that would be true if it wasn't for the fact that both Morgan and I picked the series to go seven games, the Stanley Cup series. Um, Morgan picked Colorado. I picked Tampa Bay. So even if it goes seven, Morgan still gets a point. And... I just want everyone to know I'm Me, sorry. Me, the wiener. <laughs> I want everyone to know that I'm sorry. And I will do better um, um, next year. What I want everyone to know is, fuck yeah, you keep my 50 bucks. Boom, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I honestly, you know what? I'm going to, I'll be completely honest with you. I did forget about the cash prize. So that makes the loss hurt a little bit more. If we're being straight out there, Austin doesn't know this, but me and him, even though I have a fabulous PS5, we still play Xbox from time to time because he likes to beat me in sports, unless if it's baseball and I destroy him. That's facts. Anywho, That's just facts. I, if you won this, I was going to get you headphones because that's right around the $50 range that you would have won anyways. Ooh, yeah. So that's what you lost out on. So, anywho. Well, that uh, that sucks. All right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I will say, I think, unless you do you have any more thoughts on the, the current series or the predictions other than you're the winner? No. Um... We will also obviously do more of a recap. We'll see if the uh, Stanley Cup is awarded next episode. But, yeah, that's all I got for now. Okay. Well, um, thank you, by the way, for, as as per usual, gathering all the stories. Um, we, got some, we got all kinds of coaching news. Um, obviously, there's... Every season, there's some firings and some hirings and some switching of chairs. And it's basically a large 32-team 30, uh, musical chairs for coaches. Um, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's an accurate statement. <laughs> for the most part, it is. Every once in a while, there's a new coach. Anyway, so first things first, right out of the gate. Um, Dallas made a decision on their coaching half, uh, our coaching front, they got rid of, uh, or didn't renew. What's his name? I can't remember who was the, I can't, I'm drawing a blank for his name right now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Oh, Rick bonus. Right. 
Rick Bonus. He stepped down. Um, and they picked Peter DeBoer. Peter DeBoer, who the Vegas Golden Knights fired for some reason. But I think it was maybe because they wanted Bruce Cassidy, who I believe we talked about last episode or the episode before that. Um, We've been talking a lot about coaches lately. <laughs> there's so many coaches that we could just, this is, I mean, we'll, I mean, it's probably copyright infringement, but could we could just call this part Coach's Corner? I think we might get something about that. <laughs> no, no affiliation with that other show. Uh, what if we call it Stoned Coaching Corner? Coach uh, Roach's Corner. We'll talk about this off there. We're not we'll going to do it. <laughs> I mean, how much coaching noise news can there possibly be? But there's more, always more. Pete DeBoer in as the new head coach of the Dallas Stars. And flying over to another part of the, the U.S. of A, uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia hired a new coach because they decided to let go, I believe, uh, Elaine Vigneault or Mike Yao or whoever. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> They're just trying whatever they can to. Yeah, Philly be this year. Philly this year was terrible, and I guess their thought process is, uh, we're gonna hire John Tortorella for four years. He's on a four-year contract. I'm a little. I don't know about this hire. <laughs> you have I, some history with him. <laughs> It well, I mean, okay, so as a fan of a team that has had John Tortorella as the head coach, I can tell you firsthand it's not a good time. It's not a good time at all. He he tries to make players on your team things that they aren't, um, just to play fit into his system rather than adapting to the players and taking advantage of their skill set. He's like, No. I need Henrik and Daniel Sedin blocking shots on the penalty kill. Like, no, that's not where we need those guys. That's not, oh, my God. So he's notoriously pretty hard on guys, and I just, I uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. He seems to have a short um, shelf life, so maybe three, four years. We'll see. But, Do you uh, see that interview that he did right after he got hired? I did and not. How he was talking about, he was like, yeah, I was just sitting at home all last year and all these coaches are getting fired and stuff and hired and my phone didn't ring. Oh, jeez. It's clear what he said. Maybe there's a reason for that, John. Anyway, um, other than that, do you have any more thoughts on the – the Roach's Corner, pen, patent pending. We, yeah, no, I don't. Okay, excellent. So, next up on the uh, NHL slash hockey docket, something else was... that surprised me—not just the John thing, but this also surprised me. Sorry, I cut you off. But... All good. So there was a trade. There was a trade. Um, the interesting thing about this trade is basically it was a, a player was traded for a contract, um, because yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. 
So the Golden Knights and the Canadians made a trade. Evgeny Dodonov is heading to Montreal. And before I get to the rest of the trade, I just want to say, for those of you who don't remember, and I don't know if you remember, but probably not. Earlier in the season at the trade deadline, the Vegas Golden Knights tried to trade Evgeny Dodonov to the Anaheim Ducks. Um, but it was blocked because that team was on his no trade, no trade list. Oh yeah. And now I do remember we talked about that whole fiasco. We did. So we, and, and I remember, I think we were talking about how basically like they, they, they got to trade this guy somewhere else. Like at this point, you already tried to trade him. That relationship is not going to get better. Just get him out of there. Um, so I think good for Dodonov. I think he's going to look really good in Montreal. Um, I think he's a skilled player that can definitely help out um, uh, the younger guys on the Canadians um, and a guy who actually be playing because Montreal is not a team necessarily who needs all the LTIR space that Shea Weber, who, ha, spoiler, right? Spoiler alert is the other half of this trade. Um Except Shea Weber, like I said, is on LTIR. So he's not going to be playing for the Golden Knights. But the Golden Knights are a team that needs to go over the salary cap. And thus, they need the LTIR relief. I hate this stupid salary cap. Loopholes. I just, I deep down in my heart, I don't think a player should be able to be traded for essentially a a contract. Um, It seems... Dirty, and it seems like kind of like I hate to work, use this word, but I honestly can't think of any other. It kind of seems slavery because it's I like mean, human being that you're just <laughs> right. But I, on the flip side of that, too, that. at least for the from the player's perspective, it's not like he's moving to Vegas. Fair, like he won't be playing. Um, and if he is, then he'll figure that out. But I doubt that he'll ever come off of LTIR. Um, I don't know. We saw Vegas pull some medical miracles with, um, what's his face that, uh, was it Columbus didn't want to give him the treatment? Buffalo. I'm drawing. Yeah. And he Uh, ended up playing a lot quicker time than we thought. So you never know. Yeah, but you know what, Jack Eichel is not turning 37 on August, in August. I know. <laughs> and younger guys just heal better, right? When you're 37, your body just doesn't bounce back like it used to. Um, so I don't see him coming back. But I think it's a good trade for the Canadians because, A, they get rid of a bunch of salary that they don't have to deal with because they're not at the cap, and... They get a pretty solid player in Dodonov. Who's their new captain? I don't know yet. I don't believe that they've named one yet. Well, hell, the Flames went the entire year this year with not even caring about a captain. Who do you here? Let's do let's do a quick prediction. Who do you think is going to be the captain next year for the Canadians? For the Canadians? I think, oh, I don't know. 
it might maybe they because they don't really have any maybe they go the goalie route and go carry price depending on what he decides well and it's still kind of up in the air how much he's going to be playing if at all and yeah your captain doesn't necessarily have to be playing but I mean it's better it kind of does if you're going to have a captain but I I kind of think that they're just not going to have one. I think they might just alternate different guys to have the A's. I think um, they do that for a season at, at least. Yeah. See what until, they have. I think maybe till someone stands out, like maybe a Nick Suzuki, potentially Cole Caulfield. Uh, Who knows? Was, maybe one of their first or their draft picks that they're going to get so many of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's so that's something that's coming up soon too. Um, there's talk that they might not necessarily take Shane Wright, but I do believe that they're going to. Um, he's just he's just an excellent talent, and I think they'd be silly not to take him. Yeah, I've also heard rumors that they might try and get the second overall pick as well in in a possible trade. I forget who has that right now, but that could be interesting. Really going for the future. Yeah, going for the top two picks. I mean, we've seen kind of similar things like that happen before, like with the Sedin twins and whatnot. So Yeah, that's been like twenty two years. So yeah, where were we at? I kind of trailed off. I was also I'm dealing with some text messages as well. So I was Oh well, that's all good. I think uh I think we're all squared up on the NHL side of things unless you have anything more to more to add. No, that is it. That is all. So I guess I guess we talk. Well, before we talk my favorite sport, I almost forgot that we should probably take a little break because we kind of do that kind of shit Give now. Give me a break. So. Give me a break. No, no. Nope. Piece of that Kit Kat bar. What? I don't know if I can say. <laughs> oh, I joke. <coughs> don't choke. That's this is a great intro into the break. I could edit all this out, but I'm not going to unless we're going to see what happens with that Kit Kat thing. Anywho, break time. Bye. Austin, 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 Austin. I'm just going to basically keep talking here until you use something to possibly plug my mouth up. So I just shut up. Well, okay. Well, rude. You might as well continue. Well, you should probably follow us on Twitter at Podstone1. That's the main Twitter account. You can follow me at Fitzy Fitzgerald. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at TSWGS Pod, Talking Stone While Getting Sports Pod. You know how it is. Yeah. 
And I guess since you're done and we're doing this crap, follow me double T's, Caps Morgan 2. There. I did it. Are you happy? Bye. All right. Hello. Break over. How was your Kit Kat? <laughs> we have, we should, we might want to stop mentioning Kit Kat just in case. Hey, Kit Kat, how about you suck my, what? I mean, good thing we're a small, very small podcast, so. I'm They'll sure. never notice us saying things about Kit Kat. We'll take some Kit Kat money. I don't even want the money. Just give me Kit Kats. Yeah, I'll get fat off of Kit Kat. Fatter off of Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you switch. I'll get fat. Fatter. <laughs> um, you want to talk CFL? <laughs> Not really, I but know, I know you I don't care if you, yeah. <laughs> I don't even care about your answer. I don't know why I asked. Be complete. Be complete? Polite. I can't speak. You got this, buddy. I believe in you. It's so weird because I sober up by the time I talk CFL, and I'm still not sober enough. But anywho. Right off the bat, everyone, this is what we got going on. Um, at first, I just want to say of how different I noticed that our, uh, how we do our side of the podcast. You're a lot more professional. I'm just all over the place. <laughs> we got. Thank you we, for the compliment. Oh. Take it as you want. If you take it as a compliment, great. <laughs> week two, we got week two in the CFL. And it was an interesting week, to say the least. And on the Thursday game, we had Montreal go to Toronto. And... They should have won this game if their kicker knew how to kick a 21-year-old year. Wow. 21-yard <laughs> field goal. What? You don't know how to kick a 21-year-old football? <laughs> Why have this broke me? <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. All right. So what happened in this game is, well, I don't know the full story because I didn't watch the entire game, but I did watch the important part, and that was when Winnipeg, when Montreal went for the winning field goal, he kicked it and went wide left, like if he is exiting from a play. And Montreal ended up losing 19 to 20. They were down two points at the time. No time left on the clock. They fucked up. They're 0 and 2. Broncos 1 and 0 for the season. Uh, yeah, a little bit of stats. I mean, Werner Adams, he 
with him for four passes, and then he got yanked real quick because he apparently wasn't doing very well. And Trevor Harris went in through 18 for 30 for 270 yards. Um, one in- interception. So all the touchdowns were on rushing, which was one that was very little scoring, bunch of kicks. I'm not going to go through all the stats on all these games because that simply would take too long, and I don't think everyone cares. But if you do, let us know at Twitter and all that shit. So there's that. But do it. A game, a game I did watch a little bit more of was the Winnipeg and Ottawa game where Winnipeg did win 19-12, but for the second week in a row, I found or I found that Winnipeg does not look as dominant as they have in the last two seasons played. Um, to barely win against a team that's been struggling the last two seasons. Um, they've had lots of change. Winnipeg's had a lot of changes in the defense. The offense had a lot of changes or a couple of key changes. And it's starting to show. And I guess I should click on the stats and be a little bit more prepared. See you what I mean by you're a lot more professional than I am? Uh, yeah, I do see that. If I were the Bombers fan, though, I'm, I'm still thinking, well, we're still 2-0. Close wins are still wins. Which is a point that I've heard many times, and I don't disagree, but they definitely need to get a lot better if they want to be a three-peat championship team like they obviously want to. I think you're right. I think that's just like if you're a Bombers fan, that's what you got to think about right now. At least hopefully the team kind of gets it together and picks it up, but you're 2 and up. You know, you know what I think about Bombers fans and their opinions is that it's invalid because it doesn't matter. Right. That's I did forget about that. that I forgot. But Zach Claros did throw two TDs for one interception. On the other side for Ottawa, Jeremiah Mazzoli threw again, second game in a row where he threw for over 300 yards and they still lost. So he's doing his part. Yeah. It's just Ottawa is just so close. They've almost beat the defending Grey Cup champion twice. Once at in Winnipeg, which is never an easy task. And I think they just have to tweak a couple things and they're going to be a team to watch. So Okay. And then next game was Calgary at Hamilton. And this was an interesting game. And boy, oh boy, 
was <laughs> Hamilton should have won this game because by the end of half, they were winning 24-3. to They were up 24 nothing even at one point. Not bad, not bad. And then Calgary came all the way back and ended up winning 33-30 to in overtime. So it truly shows that, that even though Calgary can look defeated, you can never count a team like that out because they're just well-coached. There's, they're probably the best coach team in the CFL, if I'm to be honest. And I'm a Ryder fan, so I'm holding back, gagging right now. And it's not easy <laughs> for me to say these things, but I'm trying to be professional like my... I was going to say friend, but let's say podcast partner. Oh, okay. Honestly. I've been demoted from friend. I see how it is. Um. So, but when you have a quarterback like Bo Levi, you can't count Calgary out. I hate him. He's he's not. I don't like Bo, but <laughs> not a big Bo fan. He's finding a way. Ways to win. Uh, Dane Evans not doing horrible as the new starter in Hamilton, but also hasn't won a game the first two weeks. And lots of people share the like, oh, look, game or the standings don't count until after Labor Day tape shit. But I don't agree with that whatsoever because two points is two points. Yeah, two points on the second game and two points in the 14th game is still, they're both two points. Yeah, that's math. Austin always comes in with the very important facts. I'm so good at math that I know these things. That's good. You keep everyone on their toes and you make everyone else's life easier. If you could help me with my talking problems, even though I've been almost doing this podcast for two years, I haven't gotten any better. Yeah, that's actually almost impressive. I mean, if I smoke less dope, I'd probably slur my words less. But Yeah, but what is this podcast called again? Um, the Roach's Coach's Corner? Nope, that's a segment. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> Uh, it's called Talking Stonewall Game Sports. That's right. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, Calgary put up 20 points in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. Um, and Hamilton still, like, Calgary tied it up, and they had a shot at driving the field down, Hamilton did, to at least kick a Punt it through the end zone because that in the CFL that's a single point. But they couldn't do it. No win for Hamilton. They suck, I guess. I guess basically, yeah. But 
There is a fourth game, Austin. Oh, the fourth and least important? Well. Is that why you left it to me? Now you see why you've been demoted from friends, so. (laughs) I think I'm going to have to demote you even farther. Oof. We can't be lower than podcast co-host. I didn't say co-host. I said podcast partner. Ooh, fair enough. <laughs> all right. I mean, podcast partner kind of rings off, rolls off the tongue pretty good, though. Am I your PP? All right. There is. <laughs> <laughs> the Riders, they rolled into Edmonton. I mean, they probably didn't really roll because it's pretty flat from Alberta or from Saskatchewan to Alberta. Not That's much true. rolling going on. They, I think they flew, if I'm being completely honest. They flew like little birdies <laughs> over to Edmonton. <laughs> Basically, like an eagle, because you know the whole soaring thing. That's like an airplane, so the wing. Anywho, are you? What are you good? <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, it was another. I'm talking here. It was. I, I'm being professional. I'm being professional, Austin. Let me be professional. <laughs> <laughs> the riders. The riders. These Saskatchewan Rough Riders flew, like I already mentioned, <laughs> and How they did put they up get a, to Edmonton. They flew Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and it was another very, very slow half that, frankly, both teams put up. But the riders kept shooting themselves in the foot, figure of speech, over and over again with penalties because they should have ran away with this game, but they only won 26-16. But again, they just kept it interesting until the fourth quarter, and then they Put up 14 points in the fourth. I mean, it's no 20 Lake Calgary, but whatever. Like we already mentioned, wins a win. Um, they do have to clean up the penalties if they want to win any type of Grey Cups. That's they fair. can't. They put up. I think it was 14 calls for 130. Two yards, I wanted to say, or something like that. Way too many. It was nice, though, that the Riders did uh, get their running game going, which they didn't do at all last season. And Jamal Morrow ran for 17 times, 126 yards. That's an average of 7.4 yards. So good. If you're giving getting seven yards a carry, <laughs> and then only run the 
all you have to do is run the ball, whatever a hundred divided by seven is. I'm not doing math. Austin's the math person. It's th- th- thirteen. <laughs> I'm not going to question you if you're right or wrong. I'm not going to question. It's not. It's like fourteen point two or something. Fucking loser. Thirteen point five. I don't know, man. Anywho, what I said. Anywho, any what? Cody, Cody Fajardo threw twenty for twenty six. I'm just gonna pretend you don't exist right now. With seventy six point nine percent passing, two hundred forty seven yards, one TD, zero interceptions. Nick Arbuckle went for 2135, 60%, 315 yards, one TD, two interceptions. There's some running, some other catching and whatnot, some touchdowns. I do want to say, any Lauer, however you say his last name, might have the touchdown slash catch. Of the year, I know he plays for Edmonton, but my God, was it beautiful! Mm-hmm. It looked like a statue. It was a work of art. It was a masterpiece. He full extension at the very back end of the end zone, uh, two hands on the ball, and he just plants his right foot into the ground before going out of bound. Always, oh, it is beautiful. I can say it as proudly because the Riders still won, even after giving up that touchdown. But before we move on, anything, Austin, that you want to say about um, the Week 2 recap? Yeah, Week 2 seemed to be a little bit calmer in that there wasn't huge blowouts like first the first week. Um, I always like a closer game. You but, think uh, you think 59 to 12 is a blowout? <laughs> I don't know. Your math might be a little off, I think. Maybe, but uh, go Riders. Yeah, you and I are both a little rider bias if you guys can't tell i do talk about the rider game a little bit more than the other ones but i mean have you heard anyone complain i haven't i have yet to hear uh nazim kadri famous listener of the podcast from the colorado avalanche that's who you think think it is yeah, because he's injured so he's not playing so he needs to listen to a podcast so he's listening to us Ah. Nazim, we know you're listening. Tweet about us. Do it. Well, I know um, Mwamba from the place for Toronto, CFL. He's a co-host right now on another CFL podcast called uh, The Waggle. So they don't have to be injured. Is what I'm saying in order to be listening to our podcast there, Austin. Don't, True. don't, 
discriminate. Okay, I won't. The healthy people. Don't be rude. Fucking professional. That's got to be the title. Who's more professional? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Talking about professional is this gentleman that just did his last um, coverage for the Edmonton Elks um, this past week, weekend. He's been doing it since, well, his name's Harry Jones. And he's been the reporter for since 1967. And randomly, he just got a who was it from? It wasn't from Edmonton. We can't blame them this time. <laughs> See how professional I am? I don't know. It was someone from Toronto saying that he, his position was no longer um, around anymore. So he's can they didn't give him the rest of the season they didn't give him anything like that because that's what 55 years I believe um he has I know Austin likes records and stats and stuff so this might be more for me and him but he's covered 16. Olympics, which happens to be a Canadian journalism record. Over 500 Stanley Cup playoff games. Over 37 Grey Cups. And over 20 Super Bowls. The Briar Tournament, the Canada Cup, and countless IIHF World Hockey Championships. Um, he's been the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame in 02, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 02, in 2011, the Hockey Hall of Fame induction in the media category, 2012, a Lifetime Award, the Sports Media Canada George Gross Award for Career Achievement from Sports Media Canada. He's done some stuff. Yeah, he's. It, you could you could call him an accomplished journalist, which bugs me even more that he would just get let go like this. Yeah, like at least give him see. Like it doesn't even sound like he was given any heads up. He was just had a phone call all of a sudden. All right, he's doing one last CFL game. That's it. Yeah, I. Uh, that's brutal. Like, you you'd like to think there's a little more, um, a little more respect after that long. Yeah, like, I'm sure, like, 
he was getting up there in age, so probably in his mind, a little closer to the front than the back of retirement and stuff. So, like, just sit down with the guy. Be like, what's your thoughts? Be like, he probably would have, my guess, five years tops. Right. Give him, I don't know, give him that time. And, like, it's Toronto that was with uh, Post Media. So, I don't know. It's very important people from Edmonton lately have been been let go. There was the equipment manager. That was actual the Edmonton Elks that let them him go. That was he was the equipment manager for fifty years, I think. Or no, forty nine. He was about to do his fifty, and then they let him go. But I think he's actually back now. If I remember correctly, but I don't know. Hell of a guy, and I'm sure he's very proud of his achievements because I would be if I was him. Uh, yeah, I'd say. Um, just incredible career, and good for him, man. Like, it's obviously a rough ending, but. Great career. Good to him. Good for him. So, moving on to the last article of the evening, folks and humans and folks. Yep. Um, (laughs) Find the aliens, too. Can't forget about that. Ever since Chris Jones came back to the Edmonton Elks, He's been doing whatever, whenever, and however he wants to do things. Some okay, some good, some questionable, some bad. This one, this is prior to the Riders and the Elks battle, but like I think on Wednesday, I think it was, the Elks released receiver Caleb Hawley, and then two days later, brings him back. Yes, it was due to Darrell Walker being injured. I get that. But why not just toss him on the practice roster and like I just don't get the whole like I know also you can only have so many people in your practice roster but he's been bringing in he brought in all these veteran guys especially as receivers and only Manny Arsenal has stayed around as the old vet guy um it's just very baffling, especially like we've seen quick turnarounds, I think, in sports before in all sports. But I don't know, during the game, Holly, he was targeted five times, 
with only two catches. He had two very easy drops that he should have caught. So, I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why he was released. But why not just instead of bring him back, just bring him up from your practice roster then? Try that would make sense to me. Try and bring up some young guy instead. Yeah. Since this veteran, this good guy, only got two catches anyways. But I – what's your thought of um, Chris Jones being Chris Jones? I mean – I like to question the guy, but uh, I mean, he's stuck around this. Like, he's he obviously knows what he's doing to some degree. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how. Uh, what? What's? What did we say? Time will tell. Yeah, I think we said that once or twice. But yeah, I don't know. We've both on the hockey side. And the football side of things tonight, we've had some topics that I'm confused about. We had the Tortorella hiring for the Flyers and this whole Caleb Hawley situation. I guess this week for Hawley, we will see how many times he gets released and brought back onto the team. Yeah, we should make a website of, like, tracking how often he's. <laughs> maybe um, now that you can bet in the CFL, maybe we'll have a over-under for for that for this week on Bet Regal or something. There we go. By the way, Bet Regal, if you're listening, sponsorship. Oh, my God. I will sell my soul to anyone that wants to give me money. Throwing it out there, but Austin, I got no other shit to talk about sports, personal, unpersonal. Do you? Well, I don't, and you know what? I think that's actually perfect timing because, well, we're coming up on an hour. First of all, second of all, the Tampa Bay Colorado game three is on. Uh, and third of all, well, that's it. That's all I had. I didn't have a third of all, but. Well, third of all, it can be the fact that I'm just staring at my jar of peanut butter right now. That's, that's why I'm glad to hear that. I don't know, but I am. So that must mean that I'm always stuff to talk about and I'm stoned. So, okay. I guess. I guess my stoner statement is the time now to do this, to do that thing. <laughs> um, yep. We got, we talked hockey, uh, go Colorado, go. Um, and then, CFL, what the fuck are you doing, Chris Jones? Um, we'll see what other types of changes he makes next week. 
everyone out there, stay stoned, stay safe. Bye. You got another minute 30 to do that. I'll take it. Bye. We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. Episode 101. This is Morgan, the other person that probably talks normally because I'm a weirdo, is Austin. How the fuck is it going, buddy? Well, not going to lie, I'm doing pretty good. It is my Friday, even though it's not Friday. Uh, We are recording on Sunday. Um, We recorded in the evening Sunday because we wanted to make sure we got to uh, see some results, which we'll get to, but uh, I'm doing good. What's up? I said no spoilers, God. I know, right? Um, no, I'm doing good. It's uh, It's been really, really warm out here. Uh, went out and got another fan because we live on the top level of a place. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty toasty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been decently warm here in the land of the Saskatchewan. As well, the land of the Saskatchewan. Yeah, that's how I decided to say it. All right, cool. We're just supposed to skip right past that. I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up, but then you did. Oh, I super did. I wouldn't forget that. Um, were you done saying shit about yourself so I can go, or do you have more stuff to go? You go right ahead. Okay, great. Um, because, well, first I have to get this right out of the. I learned something this weekend, folks. Did you finally I, learn how to tie shoes? I'm. I learned something, and I'm still learning something else. <laughs> the tying of shoes, I'm still learning. Okay. I learned how to play disc golf. Oh, very nice. And it might be my new favorite little sport thing to play. Like, ever. Like, it's fucking amazing. It's so much fun. It's so simple. I'm not great at it yet. But But you don't have to be great at it to have fun. No. And then when you get that great little perfect throw from your driver, I'm learning. And then you have your mid-range. And then, oh, so much fun. <laughs> uh, I see a bunch of clips about it, actually. One of my favorite comedians, Burt Kreischer, is really into disc golf right now. 
Sorry. Have you tried it before? I have not tried disc golf. I've played ultimate frisbee, but I have not played disc golf. Well, anyone out there that wants to, well, for one, I can tell you the two courses here in Saskatoon are completely free to go on to a set of disc golfs costs you under 40 bucks. And I had experience yesterday that I can tell you they're quite durable. My cats are play fighting right now, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Anywho, my very first time playing disc golf was not during the best weather, you would say, because it ended up being during a thunderstorm. Oh. So, so we it started off with a lot of wind, so that didn't help. No. It ended with a shit like I've never been that soaked in my life. And I tell you what, if you weren't clear or if you didn't know already that hail to the face constantly with high winds directly in your face hurts like hell. Yeah. I got caught in a hailstorm yesterday. Yikes. Um, I first have to ask, it sounds like you're drinking something. Is it non-alcoholic or alcoholic? Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's definitely alcoholic. It's, uh, there's some ice in it. Um, oh, it sounded delicious just with the ice. Some <clears throat> ASMR right there. There you go. Yeah. I'm having a vodka seven up, so it's pretty tasty. Ooh. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Anywho, I can tell you for a fact that Disc golf, the discs for it, also work somewhat decently as a hail shield. Oh, yeah, I bet they would. They protect your face well. Yeah. Um, but I just, like, it's insane. I got absolutely drenched, but I had a blast. Um, other than that, I'm... Still enjoying my new job. I haven't really talked too much about it yet. And what else did I do? Board games on Friday. There's something else. If I remember it, I will mention it, but I can't remember it for the life of me. I'm possibly stoned right now. Yeah, it's not coming to me. I, there's something else I wanted to talk about, but I can't think of it right now. Okay. So, you can start with I guess your favorite sport and I will just cut you off at some random time when I randomly remember it and tell everyone what it is. It probably won't be anything big. And then we'll go back to the sports. How does that sound? That sounds good. Well, as we talked about, or as I brought up earlier, um, we wanted to record after the game was done today between Colorado and Tampa Bay because we would um, find out either what? First off, we didn't mention what category we were doing. You just well, started... I figured that kind of gave it away because Colorado. Yeah. But I always put us 
song and after I say we're talking about NHL, now you can talk about your NHL. <laughs> so, hockey. Um, there what we happened? Go. No, we were waiting till the game was over and we were going to find out if we had a Stanley Cup winner or if we were going to game seven. And guess what, folks? We got a Stanley Cup winner. We got a Stanley Cup winner. The Colorado Avalanche win two to one. They went down one nothing. They came back, and they maintained that lead. It was a great game. Lots of chances both ways, but Tampa ultimately just wasn't up to snuff. Uh, They put up – now it's showing they put up like four shots in the third period, period. and that's just not – it's not good enough. No, I think they – what do they have, like 21 total? Yeah, but in a game, in a game where you're facing elimination, that's that's not acceptable. No, but I will say this now before I forget another thing. I feel really partially bad for Corey Perry. He's been chasing that cup for so long, and I guess he should have picked Colorado instead of Tampa Bay. Fucked up. Well, and who knows? Maybe I don't know. We don't know if Colorado wanted Corey Perry, right? I'm just saying, the joke. You're supposed to laugh when I make something that funny. I will say it is. I I I definitely feel differently about Corey Perry. I think it's entertaining just because he's done a lot of really, really. He's he's a snake, and he gets away with some dirty ass shit. Um, and. The fact that two years in a row he lost to Tampa Bay. So then he was like, hold on. I'll just play for Tampa Bay. That's the key to winning the cup. It's not a horrible plan. Not a terrible plan, but did not work out. Dallas didn't work. Montreal didn't work. And then ultimately Tampa didn't work. Obviously Tampa is still an incredible team. Great effort, but they played a lot of hockey over the last few years. And I think maybe we saw that take its toll. But also Colorado was just a very, very good team. Like Yeah, they're a remarkable team. I feel very good for like I say I feel bad for Corey Perry because he was chasing a cup and hasn't won. I feel really good for someone like Andrew Cogliano. Yes. And um what Evan Johnson, I think was Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson, the longest member on Colorado. Like I believe so. Yeah, that's it's uh I love it. And I think maybe to translate or to uh transfer into translate. the next step to translate, yeah. I'm uh, maybe um, we smoked a blunt, okay? So, and I mean to be fair, my I'm very stuffed up right now for whatever reason. I'm ba- battling some type of injury, so you might have to translate for me 
long time. So you're just getting ahead of yourself. That's all. Well, you know. So speaking of Colorado and just how absolutely fantastic they are. Um, let's talk about some awards. You know, it's award season in the NHL. And we made predictions once upon a time, but I do not remember those predictions for the life of me. I also don't. <laughs> but if at some point we find that, we could like tweet that out. If we do, if we figure that out, we'll I'll I'll tweet it out. Um at pause don't just you know throwing a plug in there um we'll get it in there as many times as we can we're gonna talk about some trophies and i'm gonna switch up the order a little bit to relate this to the team that just won the stanley cup uh the norris trophy awarded to the best defenseman in the league in the regular season uh there was three finalists Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, both great seasons. Victor Hedman, obviously, perennial every year he's up for it, basically. Uh, Roman Yossi had an incredible, incredible season. But Kale McCarr, 23-year-old Kale McCarr, wins the Norris Trophy because, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, he he's next level. He, he is. is so fast and agile and good with the it's insane it's crazy yeah like i've watched him be a calgary flames killer for a few years now and he's from calgary so there's that little cherry on top of the fact that he's canadian as well so yeah well, and, and so the thing is about Kale McCarr, um, speaking of awards, he also won the Conn Smythe as the MVP yeah. of the playoffs. Uh, not bad, especially, again, at 23 years old. That's, that's pretty impressive. The fact that he got 29 points in 20 games. Is... <laughs> as a defenseman is, is crazy. He's so good. He's so good. Um, so... Next award I want to talk about is the Ted Lindsay. I like the Ted Lindsay award. I'm a big fan of this one because this is voted on by the players. Um, I like I like that because I think I think players almost respect that more than certain other war, awards. Um, because it's their peers, right? It's it's the guys you're competing against, recognizing how good you are. Um, and there was three. Three nominees, Roman Yossi, Connor McDavid, and Austin Matthews. And obviously Austin Matthews won. Uh, he had an incredible season, 60 goals. Um, you know, no big deal. Uh, Which also got him a different, another award as well, but I'm sure you'll talk about that. Yes, well, and of course he did, he won the heart. Um, as the most valuable player voted on by the PHWPA or PWHBA, the Professional Writers of Hockey Players Association. I don't know. Anyway, um, 
shouldn't have even addressed that. It's fine. We're moving on. Was so, that yeah? Was that info even? <laughs> not important. Not important at all. So Igor Shosturkin, incredible season. He was nominated. Connor McDavid, obviously, again, incredible. He's just he's Connor McDavid. What can you say? But Austin Matthews takes it home. Um. Yeah, and then the Calder. The Calder was, I think, I think the right guy won. Um, there's three guys up for it. Michael Bunting from Toronto, who's technically a rookie, but he's like 26. So, I don't know. That seems a little unfair. <clears throat> Trevor. Hey, Segris. rules are rules. I mean, but rules are rules. Get your but, point. Yeah. Um. It kind of. I don't know. I feel like the Calder is like the spirit of the rule is like a young player, right? But anyway, so Trevor Zegers also, as you may remember, as one of the more creative players this season in the NHL, flipping it over the puck or flipping the puck over the net uh, for the guy in front. Yeah, he, um, he's done something. <clears throat> yeah, he's definitely he's an up and comer for sure. But obviously, the winner, Mor- Moritz Seider, uh, out of Germany, he is he is a special defenseman. He is definitely part of that new wave of NHL defensemen uh, with the Kale McCars and the Quinn Hughes. And uh, I'm not putting all those guys on the same level. Just bear with me. It's just the younger, really good defense coming up. Um, It's cool to see. And then obviously Shesterkin did not win the Hart Trophy, but as a uh, consolation, he took home, the Vesna as the number one goalie in the NHL. Jacob Markstrom of the Lames, I mean Flames, um, <clears throat> was a finalist as well as UC Saros for Nashville, who unfortunately was injured in the playoffs. Not that they really stood a ch- chance against the eventual cup winners, but you know, it is what it is. Um, more tr- uh, trophies some non-surprises and stuff we already knew about. Daryl Sutter obviously taking home the Jack Adams. We knew about that. Patrice Bergeron winning the Selkie. Not shocking. Um, he's the best defensive forward in the league. And it's, it's usually just him. He's usually the he's the guy. Do you have anything more to say on the awards? Um... I don't know. I don't know if we got any of our predictions right. I know one of us said at Austin Matthews for probably the Hart Trophy. I think I did. I said the name Johnny Goodrow somewhere in the for one of these trophies, and obviously we haven't said his name, so I didn't get whatever trophy that one was. Correct. <laughs> uh, I like that you're like, I don't know what we said, but I remember I said Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, one of us probably mentioned Kale McCarr as well for the Norse. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's all I got. Is that exciting for anyone? Probably not. No? Okay. Well, no one said anything, so. Anywho, I'm done talking. It's your turn. We're moving (laughs) on. Um, Hey, remember last episode? You know, 
Roach's corner. Uh, it continues. <laughs> I might have to come up with a jingle for this. Yeah, we might. Yeah, we might have to throw something together. I can Although, throw something together in garage. We can't call it. We can't. I just thought of something. We can't call it Roach's cor- corner either. Why not? Because the Trailer Park Boys also have that. Ah, damn it! Of course, Pat Roach. Of course they do. <laughs> well, and that's even that makes more sense because his name's Roach. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, we'll workshop it, but more news about head coaches in the NHL. Although I suppose this isn't technically that because technically Trotz is not. Barry Trotz yeah. is not. He's just a guy now. He's just a guy who has a bunch of money um, who knows hockey pretty well, at least defensively. Um, his teams are always very defensive. And, I mean, it's not a bad strategy. Defense is not a bad strategy. But no. uh, he has decided, drum roll, please. I like how I gave myself the drum roll. Um, I was drumming. I don't know if that came through. But it doesn't really work very well when you talk about not the important stuff after the drum roll. And then you have to continue. Barry Trotz has decided not to go back to the NHL yet. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of talk, and I know I, I talked about it, and a whole bunch of people talked about it. Barry Trotz was probably going to go to the Jets. Um, but that then I guess, I guess Barry Trotz heard all this and was like, you know what? Nah. Um, probably not, but I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't think he listens to, to this podcast. I'm pretty sure that he does. Well, again, like he said last episode, if anyone famous or not is listening, then just Instagram tweet about it. Tell a friend or two. Start a hashtag. I promise you, whoever you are, you know more people than I do. Because I don't know many people. I know at least 12 people. That's 12 more people than I know. I don't think that that's true. (laughs) Well, should we keep talking about this or should we get back on hockey. I feel like we should probably keep talking about this, but we're going to get back to hockey. Um, Be rude. (laughs) So, we got, because, you know, it's officially the off-season, and July 13th is free agency, which is a little over a couple weeks away, and apparently... Well, so Philip, up later. All right. Mm-hmm. So apparently, um, Philip Forsberg, who had an absolutely excellent season, um, he had his career best in goals and assists, uh, and obviously points. Um, after ten years with the Preds, so I think I think he's going to get paid, and apparently he was offered an eight-year deal. To stay with, uh, stay with the Preds, and um, 
I don't know. Eight years lost a lot of money to not to turn down, right? But we'll see what he gets offered if he gets the free agency. Well, apparently the maximum that any other team can offer him is seven years, and he's looking yes. for more than that. Well, we'll see. I think, I don't know, things change. Um, And from what I've heard, just listening to um, actually a different podcast. I know, I listen to another podcast. Um, There's an agent talking, there's an agent talking about how free agency sometimes goes. And sometimes it literally comes down to like, you have to make a split decision. Uh, there's like seconds left, whatever, like it happens and shit happens, right? You know, okay. So yes, Nashville does have the advantage, right? They can sign him to an eight year deal. Um, whereas everyone else can only get seven, but if other teams and not if, but other teams definitely will be probably more likely to offer more per season so that he still kind of gets paid the same or more, right? So he can't necessarily get that eighth year from another team, but he might get the more AAV every year. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally get it. And Nashville, they need to do everything that they can afford to do. Sure, they're not going to want to completely sink um, their team just for one player, but Philip Forsberg is a hell of a player, and they kind of should try and keep him part of their team. So, yeah, he he's an absolutely fantastic talent, and I would love to have him on the team on the Canucks. Uh, obviously, that's not going to happen with Cap and whatnot, but he's. Whoever gets him, whether it's Nashville or anybody else, is a very lucky team. Well, I haven't heard anything about Johnny yet. Not saying that it won't ever happen, that he's not going to get re-signed with Calgary. But if that doesn't happen, I promise you Philip Forsberg will be targeted by the Flames. If they don't get their star players that they want back, like to Chuck or Gaudreau, either one of them. Um, maybe even Majapani, they still might even go after Philip. That Brad oh, yeah. EM guy, he's he can be feisty at times and surprise people. Uh, it's true. Um, I do actually want to uh, just, I want to talk about something more about the cup. Uh, a couple anecdotes I found uh, from Twitter. There was uh, Naz- or not Nazem Kadri. Uh, Nathan McKinnon was asked about like what he's going to do with Seneca or the party or whatever, and he talked about um, how he's been the drunkest guy at uh, Crosby's last two Stanley Cup wins. So he expects Crosby to be the drunkest at his. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, and then I don't know. I just it was a great series. Uh, great series. Love hockey. The only thing now is I'm a little upset that 
hockey's over. Yeah, take as long as you need to talk about this game because you're not going to have any actual games to talk about. I'll still try and find news, but there'll be dead points. Maybe I might be bringing back um, Toke or Joke or whatever the fuck we used to call that segment. Who yep. knows? Um, okay, one more. I got, I got, no, I got lots. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Keep it going, buddy. So Nazem Kadri, uh, obviously used to play for the Leafs, uh, got traded to the Avs, and we know he's been suspended three times in the playoffs. Two with Toronto and one with Colorado. Uh, but the quote from him is, anyone who thought I was a liability I in heard. the playoffs can kiss my ass. Sorry that I like talked over it, but yeah. I I thought that was absolutely excellent. Um also also shout out to Arturi Lekanen, who not only scored the OT OT winner to get Montreal to the Stanley Cup final, he also scored the OT winner to get Colorado to the final. And he scored the game-winning goal in this one. Well, there you go. This guy scores huge goals. Um, and it was a great pickup by Colorado. Um, obviously, it worked out. Everything they did worked out because they won. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to say something that might sound bad. Oh, yeah? Just a fair warning. But okay. it was kind of nice not... For like, I'm kind of happy that Gary Batman got COVID because we didn't have to hear the Stanley Cup be awarded with booze. Oh, is that what happened? I didn't realize that was what happened. All I know is I was confused that Gary Batman wasn't there, but like you said, I was relieved that there wasn't booze during the Stanley Cup presentation. Yeah, the only part that there was booze when they said Gary Bettman's name, but yeah, he got COVID. So okay, I didn't. I was watching it, so I didn't hear that part. But yeah, it's. Uh, I love it. I love me some hockey. It's good times. But guess what? Even though we're out of games, we got off season. We got free agency. We got the draft. We got trades. We got all that fun shit. We got. It's gonna be a good time, but. Yes, we obviously will probably shift a little bit more to the uh, the ball year side of things, the football year side of things. Yeah. And, well, I'm not going to get to it yet, but I'm not all that currently happy about that right now, but we'll get there. Oh. We will get there. Okay. Are we there? No, because I actually snuck a different sport. I'm struggling talking right now with my very plugged up nose. I don't know if you can tell or not. Yep. Perfect. This is going <laughs> to go great when I'm talking a lot for the CFL stuff, but <laughs> I'll just power through the best I can. But 
Do you have any other hockey stuff that you? No. That's it. That's it. All right. We were going to talk baseball, but I'm going to cut it out because I can barely talk, so I'm not going to add extra. I got it gone. It's gone. Less talking, the better. This might be a shorter episode. We'll see how well I can talk. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, boy. (laughs) We got this, folks. Maybe. We got this. Anywho, it is time. See, Austin, this is how you transit. Oh, shit. I just fucked up. Wow, Morgan. (laughs) Before we go into my favorite sport. We have to take a little break and poop because where the fuck will I put the plugs? <laughs> uh, good times. All right. So we're going on a break now. Oh. I think we should share some good old plugs. What do you got? Yeah. Well, first things first, you're going to follow us at Pods Don't. Yeah. Wait, what? We're back to the original? Is that what you're telling me? You didn't say anything. We're back to the original. And um, that's where you're going to find the main Twitter account, at Podstoned. You're also going to follow me, at Bitsy Fitzgerald. Um, And then on Instagram, TSWGSPod. Wow. That doesn't sound too bad. Hopefully, I don't mess it up with my silly old plugs. I still got the double T's. Uh, Capture Morgan 2, that's Twitter and Twitch. Um, hopefully, I'll be on Twitch here more right away because I just got set up on my PS5. and It's a lot simpler to stream stuff on that system, so... The main game I think I want to start streaming with, I might as well say it now, is the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So if you're interested in seeing some gameplay from that, follow me. Back to the program. All right, we're back from the break from Terrible Transitions. And yeah, it is time for this nasaled man over here nasaled interesting to talk his favorite sport although I'm questioning it no I'm not (laughs) no you're not CFL (laughs) and I can hear I can hear my own voice because I'm so stuffed up. <laughs> Anywho, I'll do this. Whatever. No one cares. You might just hear my body make some weird sounds. That's all. <laughs> Excellent. So we got week three recap, ladies and gentlemen. And... Game one of week three was Riders and Montreal 
And I'm pretty sure that there's two football teams that were involved. However, it sure hell didn't seem like it. Yes, the Riders had their starting uh, center injured, Dan Clark, who fractured his or broke his fibula and shifted his ankle bone. Oof. So, ouchie. But I still expected a stronger performance, not them losing 37-13. to Uh, They got a touchdown late in the fourth quarter when it really didn't matter. Right. So I... They still got 13 points, but I really don't count it the same. Excuse me. Montreal was all over Cody Fajardo. He was... The old line was terrible. Um, the defense was terrible. The kicking was terrible. First fucking play of the game, special teams gives up the kickoff for Montreal returns it for a touchdown. Damn. It's like, well, we're six seconds in and you're already done, down six... Nothing. Yeah, it's not a great start. Neither is this talking thing. That's going to be the theme of this fucking back end of this episode. Goddamn. Yeah. But I'm a professional, not as professional as you, Austin, which we learned last episode, but I'm trying my best. Are you, though? I am. Oh, shit. Wow. thanks buddy no worries I got you bud this football game was the first rider game that I was so close to to stop watching turning on some video game playing something oh damn but I didn't I stuck it out uh, Mason Fine came in late fourth quarter to relieve Cody Fajardo from his pain. Didn't do very well. Yeah, it was just a poor performance on everybody, but it still was not the worst game of the week, which we'll get to. But Friday night football, we had Hamilton at Winnipeg. I'll do this a little bit more properly and tell you the score now. Winnipeg lost or won, sorry, twenty-six to twelve. They have yet to give up, I think, twenty points in all three games that they played. Uh, their defense is making their offense look good. I really don't think Winnipeg's offense is. Even the two Grey Cup years, it was mediocre. Hey, they had a great O line. If you win the Grey Cup, though, 
they had a great O line. <laughs> I always barf in my mouth, but <laughs> I mean, you are right though. They did win the Grey Cup, and it was because of their defense. Because defense wins champions. We've heard that saying multiple times. Not At quite as much as not quite as much as Tyler's will tell. I was bugging. I talk over you all the time. Um, I didn't watch because I was so pissed off about football after at a game. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I don't watch any other football this weekend, and I was also busy learning disc golf. So fuck it, priorities. But then. We had a, another football game on Saturday. Edmonton Elks drove, what, about an hour to Calgary. The Elks in Calgary, little side note, they play four times this uh, season, which. Oh, damn. That rivalry is going to just. Boil right over. It's it's going to be great. Yeah, but they did lose. They the Elks lost twenty three to thirty. I like mixing up how I say things. They're zero and three. The Stamps are three and zero. Uh Elks are they're being competitive, but again. Not winning games. We said similar stuff about Ottawa, who's on a bye this week. But we said uh, when they were playing against Winnipeg, how both week one and week two, they almost beat Winnipeg. But I think even Austin said that they still lost, though. Yep. It's almost, it does not count in football games. Nope. It only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. But this game, I did watch some of the highlights. And the Elks, they look like a competitive team. Calgary looked like their typical Calgary selves. Uh, lots of people were doubting if Bo Levi was uh, you know, going to be out of it or not, dealing lots with injuries in the past few years. But get off my screen. There we go. But this game, he went 21 for 28 with one touchdown, so 75% uh, passing percentage. Wow. And... It's just absolutely remarkable stuff. That's true. All right. We were back. And <laughs> oh, boy. Austin. Does that not sound so much better? Welcome back from our sneeze, nose-blowing intermission. Um, how's your nose feeling? It is sounding better. Oh, I can... Breathe 
so much better. Isn't that the best when it's when it's plugged and then you get to you get that relief? Yes, but anywho, um, I was talking about the Calgary game. I think before I ended it, and I'll do some editing. Uh, was I couldn't carry. I haven't really been talking about much of the stats in the previous two games, but the first one for a reason. Um, yeah, we had 19 carries for 91 yards, one TD. The other running back, Tommy Stevens, six carries for 15 yards for one TD as well. So, yeah, the stamps. Three and oh, Winnipeg, they're three and oh. The only two teams are undefeated. Oh, no, that's a lie. We're about to get to the second one. They're not three and oh because they had a bye, but <laughs> they are two and oh. And boy, oh boy, have they won their two games very convincingly. I'm trying to get back to the score here. Um, his last, but it was game, very convincing. It was very convincing. But week one, they beat the Elks fifty-nine to fifteen. Right. They had a beat. I'm talking about BC Lions, by the way. I should probably mention that. That's fair. Week two, they had a bye. Week three. Toronto went to BC, tried to beat up on the Lions and Nathan Rourke, a quarterback that even me had zero faith in. Um, he was very much unproven. Sure, he only has a two-game sample size, but BC beat... Toronto forty four to three. Like Oof. the Ryder game wasn't much better, but it was slightly better than this one. That's uh rough. The Argos they had a huge like I think um BC was winning ten nothing at one point. Argos were down on the one-yard line, had a huge opportunity to try and get a touchdown. Lions stopped them three straight plays, turnover and downs. Bunch of, like, who knows? Like, if Argos get that touchdown, then they're only losing by three, and Probably would have been a whole different ball game. Yeah, that's true. But when you get stopped like that, that takes a lot of wind out of your sails. And I think for BC, that's what swung it completely in their favor. Right. Also, another thing that swung it in their favor, I was going to talk about this later, but Nathan Rourke. The quarterback already mentioned that everyone was sleeping on. Uh, he broke 
a record, which I love. I know Austin loves, and we. No, I am. Our... Shut up. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I come across this type of stuff. I uh, need to put any type of record stuff in. And Nathan Rourke is a Canadian, which we don't see very many of those play quarterback, a Canadian quarterback. Yeah. And he threw for this game against Toronto 436 yards, which is a record for a Canadian quarterback in a single game. Yeah. Um, he he went for uh, where's his touchdowns here? Go there. Um, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, thirty nine for forty five attempts, eighty six percentage. That's pretty two. wild. Yeah, that's insane. For like. Efficiency, like that's nuts. Oh yeah. Like if you're around the sixty percent mark, you had a good game. Yes. Like I'm so glad someone named Morgan that's talking right now had Nathan Rourke in my uh, CFL fantasy draft. So. Even though majority of my other players didn't get me very many points, he got you some. He got me thirty-four, I think. Dang. So, thank you. <laughs> um, before we move on, do you have anything you want to say about the prior games? <clears throat> I got nothing, man. Okay, because I actually just remembered something I wanted to mention that came down from the Ryder game. And that's the fact that during that game, we were already down our starting center. It feels so nice to be able to talk about the game and not choking. (laughs) <laughs> Anywho, we, uh, or we, they were down already. Dan Clark was injured with his broken leg. And I think halfway through the first quarter, Shaq Evans, one of our starting receivers, left with a broken foot. So he's out six to eight weeks. Last season, he also suffered a broke foot. Not sure. I haven't heard if it's the same foot or not. So we play Montreal. The Riders play Montreal again this week, which I will be at that game. Um, yes. Fingers crossed. So that's what I wanted to add. Figured might as well do so the hell did I put this in here for? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Ricky Ray. Austin, have you heard of 
a quarterback named Ricky Ray by chance. I remember he was in a Madden game back in like 04, 03. Different Ricky Ray. Okay. Since he was a CFL quarterback. No, he was briefly in the NFL. Was he? He was in the game. Which half, which Madden game? Like Madden 04 or 05. Well, anywho, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Maybe someone will let us know. Not likely, but anywho. <laughs> Ricky Ray, um, there's the Hall of Fame ceremony that happened, all that stuff. Many players and coaches, all that stuff got it, but Ricky Ray was the one player that really stood out in my brain because, well, first of all, he's a great quarterback. There's no arguing that. Winning four great cups, two with Toronto, two with Edmonton. Uh, pocket passer, not a mobile guy by any means. Right. And I just had to I thought this would tell me some more of his stats, but well I guess it doesn't. I uh I had pulled up his Wikipedia. So after perfect. his college sorry? I just said perfect. This is why you're more professional than I am. <laughs> so I looked it up, and yeah, so after his college career ended in 2000, Ricky Ray, having gone undrafted in the NFL, attended training camp with the NFL's San Francisco 49ers, but did not make the team and only dressed for a single preseason game. He earned the nickname Frito Ray by teammates as he was working as a delivery driver for Frito-Lay Chips when he was called up for training camp. All right. Little extra factoid from Austin. Yes. So, and also his yeah career stats: uh, almost five thousand completions, forty nine hundred and forty two, uh, three hundred twenty five touchdowns, one hundred seventy seven interceptions, sixty thousand four hundred twenty nine passing yards, and a passer rating of ninety eight point four. Ace. The most efficient quarterback that I've ever laid eyes on. Like, he would just stand in the pocket and just bomb it. What? Just bomb it. Oh, I thought you said vomit. <laughs> nope, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I was very confused. I thought you said, yeah. Anywho. <laughs> That'd be very strange. Um, yes. But yeah, like he would just be able, any type of daylight that he saw, he would be able to fit the ball in there like a magic man. And he's very well deser- deserving. Um, yeah, I'm basically out of CFL stuff to talk about. Oh, I got more about Ricky Ray. 
Oh, you got more. Oh, Austin's coming through with some football stuff. I like it. So Ricky Ray's got some records. He's got the highest completion percentage in a single season, 77.2. Highest completion percentage in a single game, 95. Highest passer rating in a single season, 126 on the season. Um, Most Grey Cups wins by a starting quarterback with four. Yes. Uh, Not bad. Not bad. Uh, He also, he played in 2004, he played for the Jets, New York Jets. Played six games. Huh. So, na-na-na-boo-boo. More than you know, I guess. Do do do, do do do. It's so hot in my house, especially in this room. I'm just in my, in the room. Thanks for the info. I'm glad that you got that second fan. I guess. Well, it's not in this room currently. Well, good thing that we're honestly coming close to the end of the end? podcast. <laughs> Were you just trying to drag it out there a little bit? No, I was about to say a little bit about the baseball stuff that I had on here, but I forgot that I was just mad and I deleted it. So <laughs> can't go That's back funny. to that one. This nope. is about the Astros getting a no-go hitter or some shit. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. It's the Astros. Yeah, but it was against the Yankees, so it was good stuff. Well. But. I think this is a good time for me to do my stoner statement. Uh, first off, we talked some NHL, and that was Avalanche Stanley Cup champions, baby. Baby. And CFL, fuck, is all I got to say about that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone everyone out there, stay stoned and stay safe. Bye.